In February, about four years ago, when my two oldest were nine and eight, they each were asking to go spend their money on something. Megan wanted the new American Girl doll, and Anna wanted a GoPro, which, if you know them, those fit their personalities so perfectly. And they both had the money in their bank account, but Matt and I were like, no, you're not going to go buy these hundred-plus-dollar products just because you want them but we'll make a plan and you can get them. And they were really excited about this. So we made a chore chart plan and then they came up with ideas for how they would earn all the money and they cut out the pictures of the items they wanted. They put them on the refrigerator and we figured that they would probably earn enough money to get these by about July. And Anna's birthday's in July, and her product was more than Megan's. So we said, okay, well, you can just make your money, make your money, and then ask for money for your birthday, and then use the rest to go get the GoPro. So that's what we were doing. And it was really cool because they ended up like calling grandparents and coming up with really good ideas to earn money at our house that were legit things we would pay them for. And something that was really cool that came out of it was they made a garbage can business for our neighborhood where they would take everybody's cans down the night before garbage night and bring them up. They had a fee per can and people would give them tips and it was awesome. And what's really cool about that is that business started four summers ago and it's still continuing. They were able to do it this past summer and every summer in between. And now Julia and Nathan join in and it's just such a neat thing. And so the girls, you know, learned a lot about budgeting. They learned about sacrifice, self-control, working hard, gratitude, and so much more over those six months of us telling them you have to make a plan and and wait for this and you got to earn it. But there was one reason all these fruits really grew. It's because very first they had to learn a thing called delayed gratification. And I believe this virtue right here that is so easily and carelessly replaced by instant gratification is the one that would seriously change our culture if our families We're built on it. Come along, friend. Let's grow. Welcome to families that stick together. Just step right over the random pile of clothes where it looks like all my kids melted. Turn right past the pile of papers still out from last month's school project. Maybe don't look at the sink and make yourself at home, friend. This is where our family of six hangs out. It's where our real life happens. Stay long enough to be reminded of what we both already know, that swimming upstream is not without much work and grace, but it does come with friends who are rooting you on just as fiercely as the way you love your strong family. We work together here as friends so we can get to the end knowing we did well. Come along with us to gather together to grow through it all. Welcome friend with your laundry, your running shoes, or your cup of coffee. I can't wait to spend my time with you. And now my mom, who falls asleep at every family movie night, Jennifer Zumbiel. 
Before we jump into this episode, I want to just say thank you. Thank you for continuing to show up here week after week. I just appreciate it so much. When I started in June, I had no idea where this would go, and I just kept showing up, and you kept showing up, and it's been a lot of fun. So a couple things real quick. If you have any ideas for shows, any guests you would like me to have on, please send me a message, send me an email, let me know. I would love any ideas. This is for you guys. So tell me what you want to what you want to hear and who you want to hear from. And then second, if you have not left a review, will you please do so? I know when you listen to podcasts, everyone says, please leave a review. I'm telling you, it helps so much because it helps with showing up on the search bar. So it, it pulls us up. It helps other moms and other families get this information and hear all these things to continue building their families strong just as you are and just as we all want to see in the families around us. If you like this, all you have to do is go hit the fifth star, of course, or whatever star you think you should hit. And if you want to leave a written review, that is super easy. You just hit write a review and it would mean so much to me. So if you can do that, pause this episode, go do it, and then come right back. When I pick a topic for these solo episodes, I usually just go with whatever's on my heart. I pray before I do it. I think, Lord, what do you want me to speak? What are people wanting to hear? What do I need to share? What's my personal thing I'm struggling with right now? What am I noticing in the world around me? What are my friends having conversations with me about? What am I going to them for advice for? And things like that. And right now, it's really been on my heart as I look around and see just so many things in our culture and what people's expectations are and what people want to try to control. And I see a whole lot around this immediate gratification, just addiction, really. Um, People are obsessed with it. They think that they can be a YouTube star overnight. They think that they can get whatever car they want without consequence. They expect to get paid a certain amount simply because I don't even know what. Smack any label on and that's what you get. And it, it omits this whole um, value and practice of effort at the bare minimum and then everything else that comes with it, which I talked about in the beginning, like self-control, sacrifice, gratitude, and just hard, hard work. So I wanted to talk about delayed gratification because I think that, oh my goodness, it is imperative that in our homes, the one place we can control in this world, that we are talking about this and we were, are practicing daily things that will foster this and grow this kind of spirit in our own children and in ourselves where we can model this to them. So I started looking up a couple things on delayed gratification and immediate gratification, really because I wanted the definitions here so I could say it. And one thing that I found over and over were these studies that showed this very basic thing that the ability for us to delay reward is highly correlated with success, with less drug use, with all kinds of positive things like better jobs, better SAT scores, you do better in school, you have a good marriage, you have good morals. It is undeniable 
that if you practice something that is so good as just self-control that it would produce so many good fruits. So let's take some time to talk about this today and talk about how that fits into our daily life. But first, I want to read what it says, the differences between delayed and instant gratification. Delayed gratification is the act of resisting an impulse to take an immediately available reward in the hope of obtaining a more valued reward in the future. So basically, just being able to say no to something right now, even though we see that it will give us a reward because we're holding off because we know the reward later will be much better if we say no to this now. In contrast, immediate gratification is the temptation and resulting tendency to forego a future benefit in order to obtain a less rewarding but more immediate benefit. So with that, you are saying, I don't, I don't care what happens in the future. I don't care if that might be better. If it brings me something immediate that feels good and is good, I want that. I mean, just speaking these definitions shows you, you know, when you hear that, like, yeah, I'd so much rather have delayed gratification. I can see how that would make me a better person in the long run. You and I were having this conversation in person. We might be sitting at my kitchen table. We might be taking a walk. And I'm telling you what, I'd be getting fired up. And and you'd be getting fired up with me. And we'd be solving all the world's problems together. (laughs) But I just, I get fired up about things like this. Because I think, my goodness, it's not that hard to teach a value that is so, so good in our families. Just look around in a world where our kids are being raised with this uh, next day delivery same day delivery you never have to go to the grocery store again yes I do love that but (laughs) definitely some benefits to the world where they can ask their assistant computer that sits on their counter hey how do you spell this word instead of flipping through a dictionary or you know, I don't want to call someone on the phone, I will text them instead. There is just immediate gratification everywhere they turn. They don't really have to wait for much in their life. And this is a value we have got to be teaching and paying more attention to. I want to use this episode to walk you through some exercises to help you evaluate where instant gratification messages and delayed gratification messages are coming into your family and how you can focus on what you really want to be teaching them and kind of extract out those bad messages or just combat them and talk about them more. Of course, we're all about talking here together. So I think this always, you know, works around the foundation of strong communication and what are you guys talking about in your family and having these conversations and making sure that they, your kids even know what immediate and delayed gratification is. If you go to our show notes, at togethermoments.com slash podcast for this episode, or you can go in the show notes wherever you're listening to this episode right now. It's right there. There's a link. There'll be a quick worksheet where it has these points. So if you're not in a place where you can write this down, don't worry. You can go back and it'll jog your memory on what you want to write down. But I have six points we're going to talk about, and this is really just you kind of thinking about it, and I'll walk you through it. Number one, think about first what regular things in your everyday life 
teaches your children in particular or yourself immediate gratification outright. And what part I'm talking about with immediate gratification is the reward without work or without effort part. So are they always texting people and they get a text immediately back, right? That's like reward without effort. They don't have to pick up the phone and call anybody. They just text and it gets there. And as you were talking about these, I'm not saying like these are all negative. I'm just saying think of the things that are already in our lives that teach us totally immediate gratification. We just get an immediate reward without much effort, right? So we can order anything we want online. (laughs) Here's an, an easy one. What about the sports team that hands every kid a trophy, right? That's an immediate gratification. You get a reward for doing nothing. That drives me crazy, by the way. Um, okay. So Start with that. Just think of all the things in your daily life where you have that. For us as the parents, something simple that we might not think about as being immediate gratification is just that we probably have pantries full of food, right? We can just walk in there and get it whenever we want. That's like immediate gratification. I'm just talking about all the things that are always teaching us that. All right, number two, where do we get shown immediate gratification almost as if it's like propaganda in our life? So it's it's this subtle message. It's being interwoven into our society, into our media, into every message that we get. And the things that I'm thinking of here are like, Credit cards are normal. Go buy whatever you want right now. It's fine if you don't have the money. Go put it on a credit card. Oh, honey, you want that couch? You want that new outfit? Go get it. It's all right. You can put it on this card. You want to be a superstar? You want to be famous? Cool. Upload all these videos. You'll get all these things go viral and you'll become the next star and you'll get noticed by some big music producer and you're going to be rich by next month. What about definitions of marriage on television? What are the shows we're watching? Are they showing that you have to work hard at a marriage or is it like immediately happy, happily ever after? What about what a family looks like? What about how we communicate? I mean, the list goes on and on. You see what I'm doing here? Just evaluate in your day where this whole idea for temptation comes in that makes us kind of choose to forego the future benefit in order to get an immediate benefit, even though it may be less rewarding. The third point I want you to think about is how do we combat and show an alternative message to any of these? So if we know that we are being flooded with all this daily, again, some of these are fine. Some of these are huge benefits to our daily life. But if we we know this is coming, how are we going to overcome this if our real vision is to produce these children who want to work hard and put in a lot of effort and say, no, I'm not settling for this. I'm not going the easy route. I'm going to work hard. How do we do that? Well, I think we first have to know what they are, but then we have to talk. Are we having these conversations? I want you to go home right now when your kids come home, whatever you're doing, just make a point to have a conversation about this episode. Do you know what immediate gratification is? Do you know what delayed gratification is? Do you know the benefits of each? And and talk through these things. That's the first way to combat it. The second one, I'm going to give a quick example. 
my kids don't watch like they don't care about famous people on YouTube. They don't care about that stuff. <laughs> but they love Dude Perfect. And this summer, my kids spent some time with some neighbors trying to do trick shots. It was really cute. They were making all these videos of trick shots. They didn't even upload them anywhere. They're not allowed to do that. But they, you know, they didn't think, oh, we're going to get this viral thing. They were just having fun with it. But they do see Dude Perfect as these four cool guys who make awesome videos and everybody watches them. Well, we also spent this summer watching the Dude Perfect documentary, which is amazing. I highly recommend you guys watch that. It's a great family movie to watch together for kids of all ages. And if your kids love them, they will love this movie if they haven't seen it yet. I'm using this in a, as an example because it shows them, hey, this is not easy. We didn't, first of all, we didn't set out for this. It was a strain on our friendship. It was a strain on our marriage. We didn't think this was going anywhere. We almost quit. So many things, but it shows their hard work. So it shows the behind the scenes instead of what everybody just sees on the surface which is wow they had this this video from a stadium where they shot a basketball into the hoop from however many stories up and they made it and it went viral and oh my gosh they were superstars overnight no that's not what it was but if you seek out these ways to show your kids no that that's not it and we're going to have a conversation about this and we're going to celebrate their hard hard work and how they have they have put in a whole lot of effort to get this it's a great way to overcome the whole mentality of well i deserve this or i expect this or isn't that what i should get too no it's not because guess what everybody puts different amount of effort in and they should be rewarded for that effort For many years, Christians have used the season of Lent to prepare for Jesus's resurrection. Did you know that we have a Together for Easter game that helps you to use that time for reflection to prepare for the coming of our risen Lord at Easter? Think of Advent, how you have a calendar to count up the days to Christmas. This is what we do for your Lenten journey. And you get an 11 by 17 fold out page that is a blank path for your stickers to fill in the path to the empty tomb. You get a card insert. It starts all kinds of conversation with your family based on Bible verses beginning Ash Wednesday. You use it each Sunday up until Holy Week, the week before Easter, and then you use it every day of that week until Easter. Each week has a theme and you discuss the words on the card, focus on the theme each week, and use both sticker sheets for each day. There's 14 stickers that are family discussions and then there's 14 stickers that are grow individually so that you can use it to take time for personal reflection by sticking it to the top of our free journaling page available for download on our website. We understand how much you want to make the small moments count and we will help you to make those big through meaningful conversation that helps you grow together. Don't miss out on this wonderful tool to help your family to keep moving forward, especially during this Lenten season. Order your Together for Easter game at togethermoments.com. And to give you a little extra conversation starter to follow this episode, Here's our sticker from our fifth Sunday of Lent that talks about commitment. What does commitment involve and what values are gained from it? So what a great conversation to have regarding your commitment to fostering those values of self-control and hard work and gratitude and all these great things we're talking about with delayed gratification. Again, order your Together for Easter at togethermoments.com, but do it soon because Ash Wednesday begins February 17th this year. And although you can start this 
after Ash Wednesday. If you order yours before, we'll have it shipped out just in time. Another way to show an alternative message is the credit card thing. We have conversations all the time when a credit card commercial comes on or, you know, we're at a store and they say, would you like to sign up for a credit card? You can save 20%. And we, our kids know we do not use credit cards. We don't do that. We save money. If we do not have cash to pay for something, we don't buy it. And it's just a value that's totally instilled in my kids. I'm not saying this to feel guilty if you use credit cards in front of your kids because obviously that's everybody has their own way of handling their finances. But I'm using it as an example that works in our family for teaching this value and something that's simple for us to just have this underlying message of you work hard for what you get. Don't expect it to be handed to you. So after you look at all the immediate gratification things, I think we then go to number four, which is what do we hope our children will delay that our culture won't encourage them to delay? Again, like the credit card thing is an easy example. Or how about intimacy before marriage? That is not encouraged one bit. Do we want that for our children? And then we think, why do we want all these things? What is the future reward if they delay these things now? I surely don't want my kids to deal with debt. The reason that Matt and I are so adamant about not using credit cards is because we experienced the pain of credit cards. We went through years where we were slave to that and we just wanted to be free. And so we are and the reward is so plentiful. It teaches so many good things and I want that for my children. I, I don't want them to go what, through what I went through. And isn't that our job as parents to use our own experiences to help them pave a better path for themselves? Absolutely. I think we need to just think, what do I want my children to have in the future that would require them to have a whole lot of self-control today that I know their culture will not encourage them to have, but I can at home. I think this always goes around the whole phrase, just because you can doesn't mean you should, right? And a lot of times the world will tell them otherwise. They'll say, yeah, if you can have that, go have it. It's amazing. Do it. Don't wait. That's dumb. Whatever it might be, we need to be having these conversations over and over and over, but we really need to know what we even hope for them to have so then we can work backwards and see what we need to be talking to them about. Number five may seem like it should have come before number four, but once we decide what we hope our children will have, number five would be, what are the fruits of those? Like, why do I want my child to save themselves for their husband or wife? Why do I want that? Because the fruits of their marriage are going to be beautiful and they're going to save themselves a whole lot of heartache and all those sorts of things, right? There's a really great example. And why do I even care about this? Why do I care what they are delaying? So much in how we do our parenting and the choices we make always goes back to our why. If you listen to episode one of this podcast, it's about family dinner. I don't, I don't think we all hope to sit at family dinner on the surface just simply because it makes us talk. There's something deeper. What's the why? It's because we want a strong family. We want a family that 
matters 20 years from now. We want a family that is so solid because we took time to be together and we happen to know that that kitchen table is a vehicle for getting us there. It's a catalyst for that. And that's why we want to sit there. So why do you desire these things for your kids? Know that. And then write down all the good fruits that will be produced from their decision making. The last thing I think that will help us in this whole conversation and understanding is what are some daily things we can model and practice in our own family to encourage delayed gratification? As you went through points number one, two, three, four, five, you came up with all these ideas probably. And then six is going to be where you list out, all right, maybe I shouldn't fall back asleep on the couch. (laughs) When my five-year-old wakes up, I did that this morning, guilty. He watched Dinosaur Train and I sat there and fell asleep. And actually it was the sweetest thing because I was kind of dozing in and out. I was so tired. And um, (laughs) he, he kissed my cheek at one point. He just leaned down and kissed me. It was the sweetest thing. So I guess that was worth it. But You know, if I'm going to do that, what am I showing him? In the moment, does it matter? No, he's allowed to see that mom is a little tired. I stayed up late last night. I was cleaning out some storage stuff in the basement. And then I had to get the kids up at 6 a.m., whatever. But at the heart of that, should I be falling asleep every day on the couch for my kids to see? Well, golly, no. I'm showing him that I'm going to, you know, enjoy the benefits of sleep and forego playing with you. And that's not good, right? We all know that. So just little things like that. What am I doing in the day that I should change to encourage delayed gratification and all the fruits of that for my own family? How am I acting in my choices around health and working out? What are we doing with homework? Are they allowed to watch a TV show before they do their homework or do they have to get their homework done before the TV show? I mean, there is a really simple way to teach instant and delayed gratification. So list out all these things, maybe go just through your day, what choices do you make when you wake up, when you're at work, when your kids are at school, what are they doing, go through each piece of your day, what does it look like when you guys sit down at the kitchen table, your bedtime routine, I mean everything, your prayer, going to church on the weekends, your social activities, what are you doing really well, where you are resisting an impulse to take an immediately available reward in the hope of obtaining a more valued reward in the future. That is delayed gratification. That is what is going to produce the fruits of self-control, self-discipline, sacrifice, hard work, gratitude, and so much more. Can you imagine if our families were actually built on this kind of virtue, how that would seriously change our culture? We have so much opportunity to just control what's in our home, and I think this is such an easy place to start and really something very interesting to think about that we might not always focus on. So to recap the six points to think about, number one, what regular everyday things are kind of training our families to think about immediate gratification over delayed gratification? Number two, where do they get shown this whole immediate gratification, almost like propaganda from the outside coming in? Number three, 
How do we combat and show an alternative message to this? Number four, what do we hope our children will delay that our culture will not be encouraging them to do? Number five, why do you even care? What are the fruits of what you want them to wait on? And number six, what are some daily things we can model and practice in our own family to encourage delayed gratification? I wanna challenge you to just think of maybe one thing today or tomorrow that you can do right away that would encourage this. So maybe if you usually let your children watch a show when they come home or you're kind of lax about that, I know we can definitely be that way. Maybe just try to say, nope, we're really getting the homework done. We're going to work on this first, and then you can be rewarded with the show. Or maybe it's something like practicing for sports go outside and practice for the sport and then you can come in and relax and play the video game even for ourselves if you want to grab the sweet brownie that I just went and stole from my kitchen um, first eat the good food or do a 30-minute workout and then reward yourself so I think there's a whole lot of ways that we can work on this delayed gratification which will essentially produce all those good fruits that we really want to see in our own family first If you love what you're gathering through these episodes, please screenshot, tag us, share with friends, and leave a review. It is the best compliment you can give us. It is so encouraging, and together we can help grow stronger families. Be sure to follow us at Together Moments on Instagram and Facebook. Leave us a DM. Check out all our incredible games and tools and your free family resources at togethermoments.com. As always, Take time to gather, together to grow, and speak the words that matter.